I have had to learn you just can't please everyone and all as long as you know who you are and as long as you know that what you've done and we were talking about values earlier as long as you know that you're living in line with your values and of course you make mistakes but you can take responsibility for those it doesn't actually matter what what other people think and there's always going to be people that hate and there's always going to be people that criticize and you can't live your life by that it's 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 an impossibility to please everyone and to have everyone like you welcome to priorities the podcast about the things in life that really matter I'm your host, journalist and coach Lily Silverton, and each week, along with a roster of incredible guests, I'll be exploring how priorities inform and transform our lives, sharing mindset tips, strategies, and inspiration to help you prioritize your own life. We'll be covering what we think is important and unimportant, what we'd like to work on more, and the moments that changed our priorities and lives forever. I hope you enjoy. My guest today is Josie Norton, founder and CEO of international humanitarian charity Choose Love. As Josie will explain in a moment, Choose Love started as little more than a group of friends wanting to do some good, but under her stewardship, it has grown into a major non-governmental organisation, raising in excess of $80 million and helping refugees and displaced people in more than 33 countries across the world. Josie is a leading advocate for refugee rights and has been named as one of Bill and Melinda Gates' Global Goalkeepers, and one of the Evening Standards Progress 1000 Changemakers. Welcome, Josie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to have you. As um, we spoke about a minute ago, I tried to get you on the podcast last season and didn't quite manage it, so very excited to talk to you today. So we are Thursday morning fairly early do you have a bit of a morning routine are you that kind of person I I always try to have a morning routine and then don't stick to it as much as I like but I actually just got the five minute journal and this morning I made I woke up I had to be in the office really early but I forced myself to do the five minute journal and um and the walk to the train station is always nice and I tried to like listen to something and not not work on the train and yeah appreciate the birds singing and stuff as I'm walking to the to the station do you find that you don't switch your do you try not to switch your email on or have a look at it until you've done had that little moment to yourself in the morning I try to do that (laughs) where how often I I manage it is is another story what's your, um, your percentages I'd probably say maybe, I mean, two, maybe maybe two days out of the five. It's not bad. It's not I mean, bad, no. Um, Could be better. Can you explain what the five-minute journal is, just for anyone who doesn't know it? Um, so it's, a, a, someone recommended it to me recently, and it's this really amazing book. I, when you start reading inside, they say this is a journal for people who always wanted to keep a journal but never quite managed it. And it sets out each day for you and you fill it in. It takes just five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. And in the morning, you say three things that you're grateful for. It gives you a like inspirational quote. And then you put three things that would make today better. So that could be like today will be better if I find 20 minutes to meditate or if I make sure that I do some exercise or if I 
be really calm during this meeting that I know is going to be hard or whatever. So you can, it, it can kind of be anything. Or, or they also say you can put things in that haven't happened yet in the gratefuls as well. Um, and then in the evening, you do it again um, and you put three things um, that you're grateful for that happened in the day. So it's quite nice to look look back and you can kind of see lovely things that have happened. Mm. And then you also put three things that could have made the day better but it's not like in a negative way it's in a like quite constructive way and then you can carry that over to the to the next day and you know it kind of says in there you know no matter how tired you are no matter how busy you are you can always find five minutes when you wake up and five minutes before you go to bed and I feel like that's um that that's helped me because I've always wanted to be someone that keeps a journal and I never do it how long have you been doing it for Oh, only about two weeks. Do you um, but I like it. You like it a lot. Mm, you know, it's yeah. giving you that little bit of space. I guess, yeah, I do. Side. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to think of imaginative things to be grateful for every day? I actually don't. I I I re- I've always liked gratefuls. So I I did used to do gratefuls when I was going to sleep, even actually at work. Um, a few years ago we used to do everyone used to say something they were grateful for in the office but then not not everyone liked it actually so we stopped doing it but um I I I I like even thinking about the smallest things like how the light is is shining on the wall or um the person that I smiled at on the on the street all those kind of things I I really like thinking about those those little things I think that's really useful advice because I know a lot of people who come across gratefulness practices either find them a bit trite, um, mm. you said, which is understandable as well. Yeah. But even, like once they've got past that, maybe really struggle to come up with new things to be grateful for. It all feels very obvious. Yeah, no, it's yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for mm. all of those things. And, and actually, it really helps you, especially in times like now where everything is feels hard and the world feels hard thinking about those those little things like the birds singing or like how beautiful a sunflower is when you're walking past someone's house and they have sunflowers in the garden and there's a bee at this the other day I was grateful because there was a beautiful bee on the on the sunflower but like that it 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 makes you see beauty in the world even when life can feel really hard and I think that that's really important it actually changes the brain as well. So yeah. The more, you know, the, the neuroplasticity of the brain, the brain, the more that we're thinking about right. those things, the more inclined we will be and the more we form those neural pathways. To oh, re- that, so oh that's amazing. That more and more, yeah. So it's, it's scientific, not, in fact. It's scientific, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to start with you today, Josie. I'm going to ask you, um, have you had a moment in your life where your priorities have shifted completely? Uh, I have very much so. Um, so in 2015, um, I was uh, working uh, as a PA um, to the manager and creative director of Coldplay, which was just an absolute dream come true job. Um, and I was living in LA as well, which is also like, you know, I couldn't believe that that was my life. Um, and that summer though I was in London 
And that was the year that the refugee crisis, as it was coined, happened. Um, So for anyone who doesn't know, a million people, over a million people, arrived in Europe um, that year seeking sanctuary, primarily from Syria, but also from Afghanistan, from Iraq, from Iran, from Eritrea, from Sudan. Um, Often in camps, we can have 25 nationalities will be will be present. And, you know, this very much is a global issue, forced migration. Um, and we were seeing all of these images on the news of the of dinghies of, with, you know, 60 people crammed onto them, of people living in forests, of all the people crammed into the trains, of people living in grossly inadequate camps. I'm, I'm sure any, anyone listening can remember. Um, and I just um, really felt really heartbroken to be seeing all of these images on the news and was having lunch with some friends uh, at Shoreditch House and uh, just said, I really feel like we should do do something to to help. And uh, we ended up trying to raise a thousand pounds and one van load of tents and sleeping bags to, to take to Calais, Northern France. Um, so I feel like my, my priorities were slightly shifting in that moment, but I'd always... I'd always wanted to be an active citizen, whether I actually was or not is another matter. I often say I was very much someone that used to like virtue signal posts and and put articles and petitions and I hadn't always even read them or signed them. (laughs) Um, And But anyway, in this moment, we were doing something and we then, the, the so many people I think felt in that moment, you know, this is happening on our doorstep. If I'm not going to do something now, when am I going to do it? Um, so that the links that we set up went viral and we ended up raising over £50,000 in that first week. We had so many people saying that they had items that they wanted to donate. We we got a, a storage space donated, a, a big yellow storage. And then people were like driving with stuff and sending stuff. And, we, and um, my co-founder, Liana Bird's sister, suggested that we made a... Uh, an Amazon wish list. So we put this Amazon wish list up and then 7,000 packages started to arrive every single day. We had to get volunteers to help us put it all away. So we had all of this stuff, we had all of this funding and we wanted to make sure that it went to the right place. And we went to Calais in Northern France and expected to find a big uh, INGO or governmental body taking care of everyone. And and there just wasn't. There was just 5,000 people living in a field People had nothing. People didn't have shoes on. Babies didn't have diapers. It was so muddy. It was getting so cold. It was so windy. Uh, there was no like clear organization. There was like amazing grassroots small um, actors trying trying to respond, but they desperately needed help. They said they needed a warehouse. They needed volunteers. They needed a shelter building program to start. Um, and I, I was. I don't know. I, I I was just I was changed in that moment, looking at people in the eyes. It sounds silly, but you see people on the news, you empathise, but you 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 feel separated from them. And when I was there, I was just it just really struck me that 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 could be any of us, and it's just out of luck that it that it wasn't. And we saw uh, we met unaccompanied children, children who were nine years old, and they were with no one. Um, and really, from that moment on, my life's never been the same. So you went from a uh, glamorous music boozy lunches at Shoreditch House to a completely different 
approach and way of spending your days a completely different completely different life yeah there weren't boozy lunches at work it was a <laughs> weekend but um, um yeah I I and my my worldview changed my 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 absolutely everything changed did your relationships change yeah for sure I, I, this we've actually just the organization's just turned seven so it's been quite a um reflective time and I think at first I found it very difficult that like my friends didn't didn't uh, didn't know what was go- what was going on in the world and there there's something really you know never want to center oneself in, in this we, we we aren't the people go- going through anything but it it's always difficult seeing these contexts and seeing what's happening and then you come home and everyone's every, everyone's just living a normal life everyone's going out everyone's partying everyone's going shopping like you're talking about normal things that you'd be talking about with your friends and you you just feel like your your reality is so different and that 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 was always something I found difficult but but with with time you learn how to compartmentalize and actually especially as you know it became very clear that this is the work I was going to be doing and everyone you know our my community everyone has been incredible at, at like wanting to understand wanting to help getting involved in fact choose love it only exists because so many people have wanted to learn more and then wanted to help that that it is a movement rather than a charity so um but yeah that was hard mm. do you feel as time went on that you almost integrated those past selves and the more new work that you were doing definitely definitely and it 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 all makes up it all makes up who you who you are and actually all of that those past selves are the are the reason I was able to do the job that I do now and you know all of those skills were utilized and you might not have one might not have thought that they would be the skills that were most useful to set up a charity but actually it turns out that they that they were um and life has a funny way of surprising you I think you 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 never know what's around the corner or why certain things that you're doing are important and then and then later on you realize why yeah absolutely and so many skills are so transferable so many I I honestly think being a personal assistant is one of the like training for anything (laughs) just making stuff happen you just have to make it happen yeah so you've given me your three priorities and one of them is of course your work as the CEO of Choose Love so Talk us through what that means. Like, what do you do day to day? Well, my days are incredibly varied. Um, So running Choose Love means that I am am responsible for ensuring that the organisation continues, that we are fundraising, that we have enough funding for all of our commitments, that we are getting funding to our partners, that we are being true to our values as an organization that we are funding the most effective organizations on the ground in a fast flexible effective way that we are supporting people on the move and as well as we possibly can um it's managing a team um 
It is making sure that we are compliant, that we are doing everything safely. Um, and so we have an amazing team. So in any one day, I'll likely be checking in with um, the, all the leaders of the different functions within the organization. So there's communications, there's fundraising, there's programs. Um, we have there's boards that we have to be keeping updated and getting strategies approved for. Um, I will be speaking to donors. Um, we will be doing budgeting. We are very lucky to have um, an amazing um, network of talent that support us. So we'll be asking people to, to share things, to get involved in different fundraisers that we're doing. Um, we will be, it, it, re it really can kind of be anything. So there'll be a lot of internal meetings. There'll be external meetings. I might be doing webinars, podcasts, conferences um we'll be working on different funding applications um yeah i i it, it's a it's a it's a stressful maybe it's the wrong word but it's 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 a lot of work it is stressful but i i love it and i feel incredibly privileged to get to do it and um we get to work with so many incredible incredible people and to see the impact that the work has is is you know there's nothing like it how do you balance the needs of the organization? Because when you work with something, as you do, this incredible charity, I can imagine that everything feels important and urgent at all times. Yeah. So how I mean, do you prioritize within that? It's, it's hard and it's really difficult that, you know, every human being on earth is equal and, and everyone deserves the same opportunities and to be safe and um to have have the life that they want and it it can often feel really impossible to to have to prioritize one place over another and it's heartbreaking we never have enough funding to meet to meet all of the needs um and for the organization itself as well I often say it's like it's like spinning plates you it it's like kind of like an orchestra everything's got to be playing at the right time for it to to make to make the song and you have to kind of be people I'm, I'm moving my hands around like a conductor but you you're you've got to like make sure that this part of the organization has got what it needs and then that means that this other part of the organization needs to have something else and that they need to be speaking together and so you it it, it it's kind of it it's it's quite organic and it's it's never it's never perfect and it's just everyone really trying trying their best and going back to talking about the work that we do you know we work in at the moment we're in 26 countries and unfortunately the world kind of turns its attention to one crisis mm. and then moves on to something else and you know at the moment this year we've raised over 12 million pounds for Ukraine which is absolutely incredible and there are so many needs but at the same time we have our partners in Syria who are also being being bombed in schools and hospitals and people don't have food and and it's really hard to fundraise for and we're it's desperately sad that we can't use those the, the those funds that we've raised also for Syria and so there sometimes it's kind of out of our are out of our hands as well.
Okay, little break in this episode and I've got a quote for you. Let this be a subtle reminder of the depth in simplicity and the complex but not complicated nature of being. It's kind of natural, right, to overcomplicate things, especially in our modern lives where so much vies for our attention all the time. But just focusing instead on the complexity of being makes everything feel, I guess, more manageable and also beautiful. Maybe it's just semantics or me, but I really like that. The quote is from Heath Way, an Australian artist who I'm clearly a big fan of. I've actually got one of his paintings in my house, and he has a show coming up in London with The Dot Project, a female-founded contemporary art space and also the sponsor for this week's podcast. Heath's show, Come in Good Spirits, opens October 10th in Soho, but the works will also be up on their website and you can check out the rest of their brilliant artists who are mostly emerging on mid-career, so you know, ones that you can get in on the ground floor with. Have a look, it's www.thedotproject.com and there's details there of Heath's show and the opening for that, so maybe see you there. How do you um, how do you prioritize your own needs in oh, yeah. advance to all this? So I would say when we first started the organization, and this was very common in the kind of volunteer movement and civil society movements, um, it's is burnout. And I definitely, you know, people you work, we were working from six o'clock in the morning until midnight every day, seven days a week, and eventually you burn out because that's that's not sustainable. Um, and it's not healthy and so with time you realize that actually in order to to do your job well um, you you have to prioritize yourself and so being able to to build an infrastructure of an organization where um, it it means that people don't have to work those long hours um, has been really important making sure that you take your weekends making sure that you take time in the morning that you take time in the evening that you're eating well that you're having a bath that you're taking a holiday um that you're listening to yourself when you know when when you're like actually I I I need to not be thinking about what's happening um in a conflict zone today or this weekend I'm gonna I'm gonna do something else I'm gonna go shopping and get my nails done um getting my nails done is something I love to do I've got my nails done in a lot of cities around the world <laughs> um, it's always something if I've got a day off I will go and get my nails done and go to Zara <laughs> so you did say that one of your priorities is yourself which as you yes mentioned hasn't always been the case at all and is really common in um, NGO and volunteer work yeah and, and I'm really it's that's a work in progress as well I'm really um trying to 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 do more to prioritize myself and I, and I think I mean, I think it, culturally we all are anyway, but, you know, this, I'm trying to do yoga and trying to make sure I exercise and all of those things. I think also there's this um, unhelpful idea around balancing work and life. Mm. Where at all times we should be on top of both and feeling like we are, you know, fulfilling our work in whatever ways that means, but also taking really good care of ourselves. And that most of the time for most people that isn't the case and can't be the case that sometimes we'll be working really hard and going yeah. it, and at other times we'll have more time in order to prioritize ourselves. 
exactly and in some way that can be the balance i exactly. i i i will know right this next this next period my focus is going to be work and then actually and then i'm going to take a week off and and then and i'm going to i actually just did a juice cleanse in turkey for a week <laughs> and um really like i had lovely massages and really just focused on myself and my health for a week and that came back knowing that we're coming into a really busy period of fundraising. It's winter. It's going to be a really hard winter. Um, but like, I just wanted to get myself in like tip top shape, re- ready for that. Mm. I think it's a healthier view of that mm. overall idea of balance and also yeah. you're really glowing. So clearly. Oh, you do thank you very really much. <laughs> thank you. It was honestly, it was, I can't believe how differently you can feel after just really being really healthy for a week and, and yeah focusing on ourselves it was a good lesson now I just need to bring that in, into into life a little bit more little moments little Some moments little moments yeah what would that look like for you small moments what would those mean you've got the journaling got the journaling um if I wake up and sometimes like this is very occasional that I do do it well I've had stages in life where I'm in a really good run and I do it but like wake up put on a meditation that is like even if it's a 10, 10 minute one, that just really sets me, sets me up well. And doing X, ex- if I do exercise every day, I feel so much better. Um, and again, I, I did another juice cleanse a couple of years ago. And um, th- one of the things that they said is when you wake up, just jump up and down for 30 seconds and do, do some squats. And that's like easy to do. And um, but you, I felt much better for doing that. So that, like, it can be those, those, those small, bringing in those small things, booking, uh, booking a nice yoga class, and then the, the other thing for me is, is, you know, sometimes I can leave the house at, leave the house so early before I have breakfast, and I don't get home till up till late. So I end up buying breakfast, buying lunch, and then ordering a delivery for when I get home, and like that's not. I don't feel good when I do that and if I find the time to cook and then put prepare my lunch for the next day I feel much better so th- those kind of things small things where it's just kind of a matter of forming the habits right because they're not yeah. huge changes no it's just exactly getting yeah. to your way of being yeah the exactly. more that we go and buy breakfast the more we get used to doing that so the more complicated it seems to you know make something quickly at home and take it with or yeah you're so right it is habit is such a a good word and you can you can you can create good habit I'm also trying to not say good and bad um moral values here yes but we can create habits that are are feel more beneficial for ourselves we just have to put the effort into it Speaking of good and bad and values, do you feel like you have some core values that drive your life and what you do and your work? Absolutely. I um, I think that a kind of, I mean, we're called choose love. Uh, um, there's a, 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 I feel a sense of, I feel a sense of responsibility um, towards being being love, being change in the world, and doing doing what we can to to like in, 
create as a, an equal, equitable environment and world as possible. Um, I really value integrity, honesty, transparency. Um, but like everything, like I'm a work in progress. Our organization is a work in progress. Life is really complicated. And sometimes you can, there are unintended consequences of things. And I think as well, the last seven years has really taught me just how complicated everything can be. And so you do, you need to hold on to those values of just knowing who you are and knowing that we're doing our best to do, to do a good thing. Um, and yeah, integrity, honesty, love, kindness, all of those things are, are, are kind of how I want to live my life. I think, as you say, if you have those values that you can keep coming back to and checking in with and yeah. as a GPS, then I suppose with your organization, because you did go from doing this small but very impactful thing with two friends yeah. to running an organization with 150 partners that you work with now more it but it's all between 150 and 200 at any one time yeah, yeah. it's a huge amount to and how many yeah. have you got now about 30 yeah and that's, yeah that's a lot of growth in a very short time and a lot of it is keep an eye yeah on. yeah I just read actually I've read it a few times but I reread it while I was on my cheese cleanse um the is it called the four agreements Mm. um and because it'll be a good test to see if I can remember them but it's that um I will always be uh true to my word I will not take anything personally um I will not make assumptions oh now I can't think of the other one but anyway that I feel like I need to get them tattooed on me but I I, I found that book really helpful as a, a, a really great guide for how to live live your everyday brilliant I'll link to it in the show notes oh great um you've said that an area that's absolutely not important to you <laughs> is uh what other people think of you mm. have you always felt that way definitely not no <laughs> um, I definitely always really cared what, what people thought of me and was very much a people pleaser and always tried to be the person that um that everyone would like and I think I was often not true to myself because I did what I thought I should do for people to like me and um with doing this job um it it's as I was talking about earlier really difficult decisions sometimes have to be made um it it it's complicated the world is complicated and sometimes you can't let perfection be the enemy of good you can't do everything um and then I think also when you become successful at something especially as a woman um people just will find fault in you and people don't like you and there's really nothing you can do about that and they'll they'll pick out the like one mistake you've ever made and that is especially quite an English thing I think and I have had to learn you just can't please everyone and all as long as you know who you are and as long as you know that what you've done and we were talking about values earlier as long as you know that you're living in line with your values and of course you make mistakes but you can take responsibility for those it doesn't actually matter what what other people think and there's always going to be people that 
that hate and there's always going to be people that criticize and you know you 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 can't live your life by that it's it's a it's an impossibility to to please everyone and to have everyone like you and when I've I I've I've learned some hard lessons I, I learned that the hard way and um but it's been incredibly freeing to 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 know that and especially this last year or so I've really really changed and I think I've, I really I I only care about what those closest to me to me think and what I think about myself and that that is a has has been a huge weight lifted actually it's a very British tabloid thing to build women up and then tear them down it is it very much is yeah can you think of anything or any piece of information you could share with listeners that's helped you reach that really powerful point in your life um don't care so much about what other people think I think I I I would say that it's a it's a hard it's a hard realization to come to but you know you're the the um, like I'm a bit lost for words um the would, would you say the question again sorry Lily if there's anything like any one piece of information that you could share with someone if they were really struggling with with their how they felt they look to the outside world or to someone in particular that they were really bogged down by that if there's anything that you can think of that any mental processes that you've worked with yourself I think knowing that usually when people are thinking something negative about other people it's actually not to do with the other people it's to do with themselves and it's that it's actually just their own projection and when you realize that you realize oh there's nothing I can change about myself to change how they're thinking about me and when you know that there's nothing you can do about that and it's actually not to do with you then you can you can really let go you can really let go of it and I do think actually when even I know it from myself if I like have gossiped about someone or I feel awful afterwards I I just I feel it makes you feel awful inside and actually those people they're they're in their their own pain and they're going through something themselves and and that's that's their journey and you need to just focus on yourself and as long as you can look yourself in the mirror and feel feel happy about how you're living your life that that's all that's all that matters and 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 at the end of the day actually it's it's yourself your friends your family that's all that matters very powerful advice and we often think that things are about us when they're absolutely not when they have nothing to do with us we think other people's reactions have something to do with us gosh 99% of the time everyone is thinking about themselves it's so true I I've had it happen to me a couple of times where I've ended up not speaking to people and like a long period of time has gone past and I feel sick about it awful about it and then I've like written to them and said I've I've like not written for so long because I felt so awful and I'm I'm like so devastatingly sorry for all of the things that I've done and then I've got a response like 
I've literally that's not I've not thought that about you at all and yeah. you're, and what are you talking you've about got, yeah and you've gone through all of this time with anxiety making yourself feel sick and actually you just needed to have a conversation or actually you didn't even need to have a conversation at all people were going through their own their own stuff in their own life and it had nothing to do with you so that's also been a, a powerful lesson look at what we can control that's what I say when I work with um, when I oh, workshops, that's so great think about what you can control can't can't control other people's reactions or how they're going to feel or what they're going to experience or what they've brought to the table all you can control is how you react and as you say if you can look yourself in the mirror and feel like yeah I'm I'm being me I'm living in line with my values and I'm being as kind as I can and trying to match up to those then then you're on a good path yeah that's so true I really like that what you can control I'm gonna I'm gonna take that away with me today thank you uh finally an area you'd like to improve on um so an area I'd like to improve on is um I guess confidence and and self-belief and again I definitely improved in it but I think that again I think it's a very female thing we've like been taught to to apologize for ourselves all the time we've been taught to downplay everything um and that I guess like what you were saying earlier about you know when we do gratefuls it trains the brain I'm sure that that kind of conditioning that we've all had to be meek and and apologize for ourselves it it trains you to think that you need to apologize for yourself and yeah the more I, you think that thought the more it becomes a common thought that you think yeah exactly and so I'm I'm really trying to step into having confidence and belief in myself and to be able to be proud of myself and and I interestingly I find that when I'm when I'm embodying that the way that people respond to me is really different and when I have that more respect for myself people have more respect for me which I always thought that I, people would have respect for me if I had no respect for myself and didn't care about myself at all and actually the opposite is true so that's that's definitely the thing that I'm that I'm working on sounds like you're on a very good path with that oh, thank you <laughs> and it, com- it comes from what you said before about not prioritizing what other people think of you yeah the more it does you do that the more that you're in self-belief will will rise to the surface yeah absolutely any news you want to share before we finish I know so we're in September now and when will the choose love shop be opening so we are coming into um winter time which means that choose love will be running our annual choose love shop campaign um for anyone that doesn't know um, the Choose Love Shop is both a physical store and an online store where people can buy items that refugees and displaced people really need. So warm children's coats, warm children's boots, um, hygiene packs with sanitary towels, toothbrushes, um, or they can buy items that represent services like a school bag that represents education services. And people buy these items and then rather than leave with anything or get sent anything to their house these items get bought for people or services get supported in the countries um that they are so all over the world in europe and the middle east and the u.s mexico border um and because it's holiday season you can give these gifts to people on their behalf as a christmas present um, or whatever holiday you're celebrating so we have e-cards online beautiful gift cards in in store 
Um, and every year we get given a property by a property company called Shaftesbury. So they've just given us this year's uh, property, which is a beautiful, huge, it's so big um, store just off Carnaby Street on Fubert's Place, um, which is going to be really incredible. So that's what we're really gearing up for this year. And there are just needs all over the all over the world, including in our own country. And so we're going to be doing um, everything that we can to try and raise as much as possible to help as many people as possible. Um, and it always gives everyone a really warm, fuzzy feeling. So um, although we always say, you know, we often see the worst of humanity, but we also see the best of humanity. And this campaign always um, always really brings out the best in people. So I'm um, looking forward to that and hope that anyone listening will, um, will support, will be so grateful. Very direct action, isn't it? Yes, it is. Exactly see what they're doing. Buy that coat. No one else needs a new coat. Um, No. Buy a coat for a child. Exactly. It's nice. It's it's really tangible. And I I think it also humanizes the experience. You know, every 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 kid needs a coat, every kid needs a pair of shoes. And it, often when we have the, the physical store people come in and they they pick up the items and I think when they, they touch the items and they pick up a pair of shoes and they're suddenly transported to the fact that wow there's a child somewhere that doesn't they don't have a pair of shoes it it it, it really touches people's hearts and um it really brings it home so yeah we, we feel very um the, the shop is like is a is a gift. It's an it's an, an amazing way to be able to connect with people. And people can come and support the shop, which I really hope they will. If there was any other advice you could give to someone who wanted to prioritize more of this sort of community action or support or working with within charities, weren't quite sure how to get involved, what would you say? I would say don't um don't be scared of it. And I would say don't like don't aim too high to begin with I I think you know I never would have imagined that I would be the CEO of an NGO working all over the world and as I I said earlier you know in the beginning we were just trying to raise a thousand pounds and and it's not adjust that that thousand you know raising a thousand pounds is 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 vital and incredibly important and I think often people are like, well, well, I, I can't do everything, so I won't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's that you just actually get educate yourself a bit more about an issue and it doesn't have to be refugee crisis, it could be whatever you're passionate about, climate, homelessness, um, although all of these issues are intersectional. Um, so it, learning more, talking to people about things more, finding out if there's a local organisation that you'd like to do a volunteer day with, um, then maybe you might want to to do that more regularly or maybe then you might think you want to go and volunteer abroad or eventually maybe you might think that you want to have a change in career maybe it's actually you're just going to start wearing secondhand clothes or you're going to um start buying different products you know it, it 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 can being an active citizen or getting involved in community can can look like anything and i think just doing doing those small things at first and then gradually um, it's like exercising any muscle, I guess. Gradually, you'll 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 find your way and find what it is that you're really passionate about and the way that you want to do it. And not everyone is able to give up loads of time. You know, I'm I didn't didn't have kids, or I I was I was able to kind of drop everything and change my life. Not everyone's able to do that. So 
what finding what it is that you, you care about and doing it in a way that works for you that you can incorporate into your life don't overthink it start small exactly that's exactly it thank you so much Josie it's been a real pleasure talking to you no thank you so much I've really enjoyed it thank you and and thank you for all of your nuggets of wisdom <laughs> you're very welcome <laughs> take care thank you if you enjoyed this episode of priorities i'd really appreciate it if you could make it your priority today to hit subscribe and also rate and review as this helps other people find it thank you so much for listening take care